Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowRoom.com. Before we move on to this week's episode, we just want to extend our condolences to the friends and family of Milo Young, who is also known as Big Buddha. As many listeners may know, Big Buddha cheese is one of my favorite strains of all time, especially the Big Buddha blue cheeses. An epic strain, I've grown it loads of times and I love that strain. But, uh, Milo Young was the creator of that strain. He took the original cheese strains and bred them and turned them into seeds so they could be grown by everybody. And he won cannabis cups with his cheese strains. And, you know, he's just a well-respected member of the community. And unfortunately, we're here this week, but he passed away in his sleep. So we just want to say rest in peace to Milo Young and thank you for all of his contributions to the cannabis community and the cannabis culture. It was appreciated. So, uh, yeah, very sad news this week, everybody. We'll report more on that on Sunday. So make sure you come and join us for the live show. But for this week's show, we're going to be talking about the history of cannabis. Just a brief history. There's a lot to be covered in a subject of this size. So we just keep it brief and discuss just uh, things that we find interesting through cannabis history. And we also have a story from one of our listeners in the listener mail section as well about medical cannabis in the uk and the social services something that relates to last week's news so check that out as well but anyway let's move on to this week's episode hope you enjoy it get high roll a fat one and enjoy this episode i'll see you in a bit talking about cannabis history this week uh yeah where has cannabis come from how long has it been used for medicine just random things like that you know a nice discussion about the a brief history of cannabis we won't go into too much detail but uh, i just thought it was something cool for us to discuss last week we spoke about ai so just having a couple of episodes where it's not specifically a grow guide but next week we're going to be talking about uh flushing cannabis plants so a lot of controversy in that episode, you know, is flushing necessary? Should you do it? So stay tuned for that one next week. But uh, for now, we're talking about a brief history of cannabis. So where do we even start with this shit, man? Because this is, uh, it pretty much goes back to the start of civilization. And... I was going to say, you, you start at 2800 BC. It's probably... <clears throat> no, that's where it's like the first written record of it being used medicinally, right? That's with the, uh, the Chinese emperor guy. Yeah, but we're talking a brief history. We're I call history too, because that goes back, I think, about three million years to. The- yeah, we just <laughs> so what we said. You seem to be going further back than TG. Let's go from three million years and work our way forward, man. What do you know about three million years ago? Well, again, anything I say or know is is probably from either Dr. Ethan Russo um, and all of his research over the years. I highly recommend checking out his papers if if mm. you are interested in the deep dive into history um specifically there's one called the history of cannabis and its preparations in saga science and sobriquet which is a really 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 good one but yeah three million years i think is i mean i could be wrong but uh if i am it's 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 millions of years ago it it evolved from hops Mm -hmm. and i think the climate kind of switched from more of a you know a plain or a what was it highland mountainous environment to down it kind of evolved into more of a herbaceous plains type plant out of hop because hops and cannabis are super, super closely mm-hmm. related. Right? 
Um, and then, you know, millions of years passed, but, and then humans became humans. And then being humans as we are, we started fucking with plants and, and then you get into the human history of it. But yeah, it was, it evolved, I think in Northeastern or sorry, Northwestern China area mm-hmm. about that time in, in the highlands there. And then kind of migrated along with with the animals and the humans that used it throughout the years yeah it does seem as if a a lot of it originated up in china which you know with all the strains that i know of i would have thought it was somewhere in india with the himalaya and like moved out across from there but it seems to have come way back up there in china that's right yeah it was brought to india much later i don't exactly know that's why you should read these papers but yeah, it, the people when they when they came down that area, I guess whenever people migrated there, you know, way back then, mm-hmm. they brought it with them, and then it co you know co evolved with them over the years and became Hindu Kush and the land races of you know the Kerala stuff and all the different hash making things and you know it was brought to Africa, it was brought all over the place through the migration of, of different groups of humans over the over the years because like. We all know how useful but as a plant it is, not just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. smoking it, right? But yeah, it's used seeds, for uh, oil yeah, or... yeah, seeds for food. You know, people yeah. eat the food and then they make that saturated oil out of it as well. Right. And yeah, of course the rope valuable. and the, the fibers for making clothes and sails yeah. on ships, that was done a lot, as you can see for, for sure. you know, a lot of talk about different empires like the British Empire using uh, hemp for the sails on their ships oh, yeah. and for rope as well and that pretty much powered their whole empire for a while if if we were to fast forward to what bubble hawk was saying though to get into the human history of it yeah like- well you know because that's about ten thousand years ago when um agriculture first started and i've heard rumors before that ag- agriculture as we know it was pretty much started because people started to enjoy alcohol and they wanted to breed the wheat or grow the wheat in a more organized fashion so they could make ale out of it right but maybe that isn't the case, man. Maybe it was it was more about cannabis, <laughs> you know, because there's uh, records or, or some, uh, not not records necessarily, but some evidence to say that it was started with cannabis 10,000 years ago was when agriculture and domestication first started. It makes sense. I, I personally believe human beings, uh, modern humans at least, have co-evolved with cannabis. And that's, mm-hmm. that's probably why we have such an affinity to the cannabinoids and they fit in our brains like they do. Yeah, yeah. It's strange that those those phytochemicals just happen to to work so well, you know. And if if something, if we use something enough and it's beneficial to us, probably evolution over thousands of years will select for mm-hmm. that to be a thing that we we use, right? And mm. so that's kind of what I think. It's happens. crazy to think any of that. We we would have been evolving alongside this plant for so long, but it became a lo- like a lock and key with part of the system inside our body man it's crazy yeah i mean we're part of nature right and mm. back then that's all there was so you kind of had to know what was good and what was bad and cannabis i think is, is a really good one yeah so then probably got to the 2800 bc what are you saying about this sorry just give me a sec oh <laughs> <laughs> i just hit hit that fresh stuff out of control shocking oh Oh, my goodness okay uh so the 2800 bc that's when it was listed in the emperor shen nung's uh, pharmacopoeia so he was um it was basically the alleged healing properties and that they'd been using it in china for well before that 
but that's the first time it kind of comes up in um in some written history i think mm-hmm. apart from obviously all the, the egyptian stuff and, and back then um but then they were mentioned huh well they used to use cannabis sleeves to put on wounds from war right you know people got slashed by a sword of shit they'll put ganja leaves on it yeah yeah um so this is what they're saying is uh that it's you know therapeutic indications of cannabis uh, being mentioned in texts uh from the indian hindus the assyrians the greeks and romans um, all report that cannabis was being used to treat a vast array of health problems from arthritis defection uh amenorrhea infl- uh, inflammation pain lack of appetite asthma um and as healing balms and things like that as well so right back then yeah that's correct mm-hmm. but you know the united states government would have you try and think that it doesn't have any medicinal value that's why it's a schedule one that's exactly right the last 50 years you know we figured everything out of course so (laughs) we we know everything now i want to give a special shout out (laughs) to the scythians you know those guys were super stoner old school you know they were them guys they're an old uh like uh you know like the sumerians and the assyrians they're another group of people from the ancient uh you know fertile crescent area (laughs) they were horse people so they're kind of like you know predating the the huns and the, the mongols and stuff they drove around on horses and fucked shit up but they fucking loved weed and they smoked the shit out of weed and brought wherever they want so they probably had a big a big effect on uh you know introducing it to other cultures that they fucked with and as well just bringing it you know everywhere so wow, the scythians very cool people crazy um, how far back it goes you know it would yeah. be interesting to know like when was the first time it was really big? Because there would have been them occasional times where I'm sure somebody would have stumbled across it and tried it, you know, some caveman guy. But when did it, when, when was it like actually noted down? Like, yo, this is some good shit. You need to try this. And then it was started to be used like in the cave by numerous people at the same time. When did when that happen, man? It must have been millions know, of man. years ago. Must have been. It's hard to say all, like, when was the first use of drugs for a drug way? I think it's all by accident and probably mm. they watch animals get fucked up. And or like, a hey, dare, isn't it? It's like when the mushroom yeah. grows on the pile of shit and it's like, Maybe. go and yeah, eat that mushroom, you. bro. <laughs> I dare you. Yeah. Uh, do you know that's that. how that happened the first time for sure. Surely. And the same with cheese. You know? It's like, <laughs> oh, that <laughs> milk's so bad, man. You fucking... <laughs> I dare bitch. you to eat that bad milk. It stinks. <laughs> yeah, alcohol. You know, it's like that's pretty much moldy yeast water. <laughs> and I ate some fucked up fruit and so it felt all fucking yeah, good. I was, was mm. going to say it's mm. that the alcohol probably most likely came from the fruit. Yeah, yeah. Just... But I know I do think like the spiritual aspect of history was greatly influenced by all like these type of drugs. Because yeah, yeah. You know, we don't have they didn't have the prohibition until like the church came around, and we'll get into that later on in in this history thing. But uh, you know, up until Christianity and the Judeo Christian stuff. Um, there wasn't much like hindrance of using the natural things in ceremonial types mm-hmm, of things. Mm-hmm. They, you know, communing with God and stuff was not excluded to only the priestly class and shit like that. So, but it was encouraged in the in the early days of like the Roman Empire. You know, one yeah. of the emperors there was like he wanted his troops to smoke it because he's made it, it made his troops happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. When there was cults dedicated, like the Dionysus cult, was all about you know pleasure and drugs mm-hmm. and stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, 
the pagans you know the shaman stuff early on and you know egyptians man you know yeah you know Mm -mm. lots of people use this basically any non-christian cultures were in the drugs but when we were speaking to christopher the other day he he came up with some interesting history points and he said that cannabis wasn't in south america you know like mexico it it wasn't there until it was taken there like by the black slaves a few hundred years ago he said cannabis was had reached. That's how cannabis reached the Americas was slave trade. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Well, they said uh, Christopher Columbus, uh, where, in 1492, uh, he, when he got to the, the the New World, they took hemp seeds with them, so they could, and uh, you know hemp cloth and rope and shit like that, so they could trade with the natives. But I don't think that was the first time because they probably didn't think there were natives there, right? No, mm. I don't think they were expecting people to be there. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, they wouldn't. <laughs> Maybe they were, but they—they're not. But yeah. well, it's like which which one is correct because there's two different versions mm. of it. Really, it's like he. Some people say that he sailed in that direction, knowing that he was going to find something new, or he was traveling in that direction to try and find a shortcut to the uh, to India, and that's why they correct. called it the West Indies because of, that's what I heard all along. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've always thought too. Yeah. So he was expecting to see people there. He was going to take hemp seeds and shit. Yeah, I suppose to trade with well, he didn't I don't know. Columbus is fucked. Like he he murdered a lot of first native or natives when he got mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. That's you know, different podcast. Maybe That's it right. is different. Maybe <laughs> it is you know, fuck Columbus, but um anyway. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> they did bring weed seeds. Yeah, yeah, they, for sure. But that was hemp, wasn't it? It was uh, I don't think it was the weed we know from uh Maybe. Maybe not. From nowadays. I don't know. Like down in the you know South America, like you said, when when the conquistadors and the Spanish first came and brought the slaves to to work on their plantations, you know, Colombia didn't have Colombian gold and and stuff. Mexico didn't have Oaxacan and and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it when they did bring it, it only took like four hundred years for them to become super acclimated and like mm-hmm. very like unique and be you know everybody knows Colombian weed as Colombian weed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's cool like that, but uh, yeah, it's it's very new to the new world for sure. Mm, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? How it just stayed over like China, India, Africa, and then it yeah. moved to the with the uh, the Americas like that. It's crazy, man, and it gets on so well there. You know, it's not like oh, yeah. it's had any trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just yeah, like just yeah, fine. okay, fuck it, I'll grow here. <laughs> we'll quick, grow anywhere. It's quick, mm. a quick uh, adapter. <laughs> Yeah, and then the hemp started to get used by uh, everybody, really. And they'll make a paper out of it. And the American Declaration of Independence is that around on hemp paper, right? Yeah. I think, like, I'm not sure about that. I don't exactly know the historical use of, of the whole plant, but like, I know when the church came in and be, like became more of a force, uh, like the, the Christian church, at least, mm-hmm. they put a, the kibosh on a lot of that type of pagan stuff, whether it was drug use or you know worshiping idols of of different gods and and stuff like that so i think mm-hmm. a lot of the the drug part of it just got like you know we you, we talk about when it was first illegal this is probably the first illegality of it in, in the sense of just a, a blanket illegality on anything that allows you the the worshiper to commune directly with god in this case or whatever mm. you know but it, apparently it started early in christianity man wherever uh the the church essentially said that using cannabis was a satanic ritual right yeah. that happened for like a thousand years or something man and then in 1484 the pope 
said uh, smoking cannabis was sacrilegious and promoted wine as holy instead. Yeah. Yeah, what a lot of shit. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell, you can't smell that weed, just drink this wine. There's so many problems with drinking instead of smoking, you know. You need to go for a piss all the time, you know. (laughs) You drank a lot. But I suppose back in them days, it was difficult to get clean water, so encouraging drinking uh, wine instead, where the alcoholic content has killed off any bacteria and shit. That that's uh went, sorry. I was gonna say it went the other way for Napoleon Bonaparte though. What happened with him? Is well he swapped alcohol for weed or hashish mm-hmm. because they couldn't get it when they were in Egypt, because Egypt being in an Islamic country, so they obviously for whatever reason decide they don't want the alcohol. So then Bonaparte's troops, because they couldn't get the alcohol, he gave them hashish instead because he found it to to be just as good for them. But isn't that old legend where Napoleon was nearly assassinated by somebody who was high on hash in Egypt? And that's where the word assassin comes from. It's a a deviation from hashish. Might be. I don't know. I've never heard that. Yeah, yeah. That's apparently something. It's a legend or a piece of cannabis law. But I don't know how true it is. The assassin reference. I've never heard the Bonaparte part of that, but maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Somebody Google it. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Get a history of the word assassin. <laughs> well, I, Google, I did Google your Declaration of Independence thing, and it's actually written on parchment, and the working paper was actually made from linen fibers that were made in Holland. So there you go. So yeah, hemp. No, no. <laughs> it, it was rumored as hemp, but they said that is actually false, 100% false. And yeah, and this is uh, something which we also discussed with Christy over there, didn't we, monkeys? Like, there's, there's so many. There's a lot of them. Right yeah, there. it's yeah. just it's just law and like L O R E law, where, where mm-hmm. it's just not true. It's just a rumor. But like uh, Queen, Queen Victoria using mm-hmm. cannabis for her menstrual cramps is probably not true. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of claims that get made which are uh, not true. And he, his next book. If he's going to write one, he's going to be about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jefferson smoking hemp out of his back porch is bullshit, too. Oh, yeah. Well, Washington growing cannabis uh, was also another falsity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, right. you know. Um, what you got? What you got? Bubbles got I've got, a, I've got a fact check you here, man. So the word assassin derives from a secretive murder cult in the 11th and 12th centuries called the Hashashin, meaning oh, right. hashish eaters. While much of the origin of this cult has been lost, the original leader, Hassan ben Sabah, a prominent devotee of Isma'ali beliefs, uh, was a sect of Muslims. So there you go. So yeah. so half true. Yeah. It's it's, it just yeah. wasn't Napoleon. It was some other guy. It's, yeah. Had nothing to do with Napoleon, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to Napoleon somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but at least we're fact-checking today. Indeed, yeah, we don't do that very often. Bubble, what the fuck are you doing? Shit. <laughs> we don't do that here. We, we like to have the stoner discussion where you can't go to Google and be like, Google, can you answer this? We need to just say random things, man, and just think that's true. Sorry, bro. Again, Sativa, no. Sativa Dom Rosen. It, it was the right thing to do. It was definitely the right thing to do. Well, in the stoner conversation about the brief history of cannabis, it was the right thing to do because we're going to have a lot of people disagreeing with this if we say yes. something. Totally yeah. wrong. You watch all the comments we're going to get and be like, Queen Victoria <laughs> did use cannabis. <laughs> shit from memory, right? And like, mm-hmm. who knows whether I'm 
or we or whoever's speaking is remembering it exactly right or but yeah you know we're stoners we want so it's been used for a long time for medicines man and not just for medicine for uh yeah. like the sails on the ships is a popular one the romans did it a lot and the british empire uh i think it was it. just nobody gave a fuck right for hundreds of years you know we see all the bottles even up until like the late 1800s and the early 1900s you see the you know obviously those old bottles with cannabis indica even mm -hmm, some fucking mm -hmm. cocaine and heroin and shit in this stuff uh, until they they brought out the chemical pharmaceuticals and then mm -hmm. and then you, we can get into even more of a, a specific discussion in the, in the 19th and or the 20th century that's when shit really got fucking real for weed. So there's been patches mm -hmm. in history in different countries where it has been made illegal at different times like in egypt it was made illegal and um i'm sure in the middle east somewhere as well like in 1300s one of the uh one of the kings out there banned it for a while but it's not been many occasions where it has been illegal it's mainly just been used for medicine you know and and it's, Even it's like stuff like you said you know it's a yeah. hell of a plant for fiber mm -hmm. and it's, yeah, it's resourceful yeah. as fuck man all of that stuff people are you know when they don't have anything you can't grow trees and shit like mm -hmm. think they probably grew a lot of hemp yeah and that was an interesting thing i read as well was where the word cannabis comes from uh the old babylonian times where the canna part of the word comes from the word cane was like, oh yeah, you can see what they mean when because hemp's tall as fuck, isn't it? And nothing grows on the bottom for the first like 10 feet, whatever the fuck it is, because it's a massive plant. And then the, the, the rest of like all the leaves and all the flower, it grows right on the top of the stalk, man. So it looks like a big ass, like a bamboo cane or something. So yeah, yeah that, that's where the canopart comes from. And then bis is uh, a plant that comes in two sexes, a male and female. Not many plants have two sexes. Who told us that? Was that Steve D'Angelo? Can anybody remember? Yeah, that? I can't remember who that was. Monoecia is definitely is more common, but dioecious plants aren't super uncommon. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Happens. Well, I thought it was just like a normal thing with plants, but no, nah, man, it's not. Yeah. To have a Mono male and a female version is very interesting, man. <clears throat> it's a much more like evolutionary advantageous to have both sexes on one plant, right? <laughs> so that's probably why. But yeah. Anyway. Where are we? Yeah, I don't know. We're, yeah, about 1900 now. Yeah. Uh, unless you want to get back in the time machine, go, go look at more fucked up shit. I mean, again, <laughs> I, I personally don't know a ton about that, like anything before 1900 mm -hmm. uh, in terms of what, like what the humans were actually doing with the shit. I just know they, they definitely used it because like, of course they did. It's yeah. fucking super useful and life sucked ass back then so <laughs> yeah that's another yeah. point you know imagine how shit life was back then yeah yeah diseases and stuff anything to make your life mm -hmm. easier no but that like the majority of kids died no <laughs> it's like a 50 percent chance you make it to five years old yeah God, no damn. internet no pizza come on yeah you know yeah, <laughs> on par with that for sure definitely <laughs> <laughs> No, but it, it, it was a really rough time, though. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't just order things from Amazon. Damn. But yeah, anyway. Well, <laughs> so what, from the 1900s onwards, I mean, uh, the first states to kind of legalize was uh, in 1911, Louisiana and Mississippi, and a few other states around the Mississippi River outlawed cannabis. That's where it first started, right? Wouldn't be surprised. Ah. Uh, yeah, uh, the, I, I don't know too much about much... that. I know, you know, after 37 with Anslinger, here right, in Canada, right. it was 1923 where they actually added it to the uh, 
it was called the Opium and Drugs Act. Yeah, I think um, we had something in uh, similarly in the, here in the UK in 1926. Yeah, so pretty early. It was, yeah, put in the same bracket as opium, wasn't it? Because of all the opium dens in Hong Kong and shit. Yeah. Interesting, man. And I wonder, like, about opium too, you know, you get to the racial aspect of cannabis where they went after you know, black people and Hispanic people in America because they also used cannabis and they wanted a way to, you know, mm-hmm. be able to fuck with them without it being illegal and, and racist, even though they didn't really give a fuck back then, it seems like. <laughs> but uh, maybe with opium too and, you know, the Chinese people, that's why that was a thing because, I mean, the British were the ones who really fed that to china and caused that right in the opium wars and all that bullshit Mm. but uh yeah you know you get into fucking why were they making it illegal all of a sudden you Mm -hmm. you have pharmaceutical companies coming online and making drugs that compete with what cannabis was and opium and cocaine and all these drugs were originally used for you know responsibly of course Probably. I don't know. Maybe not. It was fucking 1900s. No, what, what, uh, what apparently happened is with the... Because alcohol was illegal and they had that whole prohibition thing in the States where alcohol was illegal. And right. then when they made that shit legal again, which was like 1933, I think it was, right? Uh, that essentially put a shitload of the drug enforcement agency out of business, out of jobs. You know, all these people are like, we got nothing to enforce now. So they right. started to try and add things to it. Henry J. Aslinger, that's that's the guy who did it, right? When yep. uh, he tried to just convince the government that cannabis is bad. And, Mr. Batweed uh, himself. That's right. Yeah, you, mm. you smoke it and you go flying around a room. There's a bat. And, and I still want that weed. If anybody finds that, you contact Monkey because Monkey wants his bat weed. <laughs> or bubble, either of the two. I'll, okay. I'll, have some. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go halves with you, man. No, I'll, I'll yeah, just want to watch. I just. <laughs> it's getting a bit kinky all these talk about that shit what the fuck i just want to watch at that <laughs> billy's going crazy out there right now so he's <laughs> getting his socks off <laughs> so he's so excited he can't even type <laughs> i'm answering your guy he was a total dick though yeah for sure man yeah listen to it, yeah well, fuck him and wasn't it one of his one of his friends as well um was in the in the paper business or whatever and Hemp paper mm. was taking over, so that was another part of the big reason why they mm-hmm. they put all the restrictions and stuff on it. Yeah, like because they have how fast hemp grows compared to trees, which in the t- timber industry was matches back then as well. So yeah. that caused that one too came mm. about at that point, and that was a big competitor of hemp rope. So, do you think it's the, like the government was that organized back then to be able to pull off something like that? Well, I don't know. According to our interview last week, yeah. you know, but he was saying that that the whole hemp rope thing was pretty much a myth because oh, by the it? time, yeah, well, he said the other fa- other fibers in the world had mm. been discovered. Jute was yeah, a big sure. competitor, and then uh, flax, linen ropes, and whatnot like that. Mm-hmm. But he was basically saying maybe that, just to the petrochemical yeah. industry in general, it was something of a threat, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, the Henry Ford thing, the Henry Ford thing about the cannabis oil was actually something that was thought about. So maybe, you know, they were just looking at possibility. Yeah, well, maybe we ought to shut it down now. Mm. I don't know. I mean, but, yeah, he was basically saying that the, the reason that that uh, cannabis stayed around was for its psychoactive effect, pretty much. You know, that's why we keep it around. That's why we keep keep fishing yeah. it out the cracks. I'd agree with that. You know, fucking hemp stocking or shit. So. Mm. But 
high grade, definitely worth something. I mean, we're finding some better uses for it now, the hempcrete things. And, you know, we're finding some applications that meet our needs today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think as people will become more aware of the damage we're doing to the environment and to be able to get a fast growing crop that is good with textiles, you know, it's like hemp should never have stopped being used in the first place. And regardless of the the um the drug aspect of thing, hemp was yeah. fucking useful, man. It could do a lot of shit. But, you know, I never really thought about that actually. Monkey, you're completely right, I, I would say, because hemp as a drug is worth a fuckload, right? Back in right. the day, it was what fuck eight thousand right. a pound for good shit. Hemp as a textile, or hemp any textile. There's no textile in the world right now that's legal that's worth that much. Mm. So yeah, right. you're right. Yeah. Legal industry around something that's not worth that much. Mm. Uh, mm. Drugs you can't. So it's like what's now, happening with the uh, medical industry and the recreational industry. You know, it's yeah, like uh, people start growing all the cannabis for the recreational because it don't suffer the uh, same taxes and shit as the medical ones do. Some people are just growing the medical shit now. Like, essentially yeah, the same thing for hemp, isn't it? Now people are just growing recreational weed now rather than uh, the medical stuff. And it's like going to well, be the yeah. same for hemp because if hemp isn't going to be the same amount per acre to sell as like ganja is, then they'll want to sell the ganja, right? For sure. See, but I find I... that weird. I find it weird that that's the way it goes considering they you know whether it's medicinal or recreational use it still has to pass the same well you'd think it would still have to pass the same regulatory restrictions like if you know what i mean like it's got to go it's got to not have mold it's you know no bugs all that sort of shit so where why there'd be that difference in people growing more recreational over the medical because it's cheaper mm. you know what i mean i don't oh yeah just fucked up are we all high no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, the history thing. I mean, what else do we say about history here? Well, there was the hemp for victory thing, right? During the mm. war, when they realized it, so they could grow all that shit for the the war effort. Mm -hmm. um, there's a company, Datsusara, who makes hemp bags, and they have a line completely dedicated. To it. Like they look really cool, actually. They're hemp for victory. There's a big, uh, or there's a video about it right that the gov government made and then tried to bury after the war was done <laughs> of course yeah yeah but it's sure all interesting that. during the war because sure. in in the uk mainland mainland britain uh growing hemp was still illegal you weren't allowed to do it so the uk during world war ii was buying their hemp from italy uh-huh yeah <laughs> crazy right italy yeah oh. i think i think it must have been italy <laughs> But there was a war of Italy, right? Exactly. So I'm thinking, like, yeah. how do you do that? Excuse me, Italy. Can we buy some ammunition from you? <laughs> no, hemp. Hemp. Well, I mean, I do. <laughs> I know it's dangerous, but it's not that dangerous. <laughs> well, I'm kind of remembering somebody back in the day was saying something about the, the root of the hemp plant were actually used in making explosives. Right. Ah. Back in World War II, they, they, the root ball was just as, as valuable as the fibers from the stem. Really? Is this something? I've, is this something I've got to fact check? You, you probably yeah, yeah. Check, because it, check the was, check the Italy thing. Definitely. This was told to me by <laughs> someone else. So yeah. Which war was Mussolini in? Is that World yeah? War that was World War Two, right? Two. World right, War Two, yeah. Italy. Yeah, the dictator from Italy. Trading with them. <laughs> no, because they didn't last the whole war. Right, they lasted just a couple of years. What happened? Oh. 
don't know. Maybe it was after then. It was like, hey, we're going to take your shit. Yeah. Uh, that deserves a Google search there. <laughs> yeah, when did it, when did Italy? I'll do it. When That's what did... I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking at the at the United States military and cannabis. Well, right. So I figured it'd be in there somewhere. What do you think? Like after that, though, in the fifties, we yeah, I feel look like at that. yeah. Sorry, really yeah, just, just go back there. September the eighth, nineteen forty three. On September 8, 1943, General Dwight Eisenhower publicly announces the surrender of Italy to the Allies. So, yeah, mate, maybe they did. It's still a couple of years of war after that. So it's okay. possible. Uh. Uh, yeah, it says here, look, and then Britain started to buy all the hemp. It doesn't really say that. I'm like, it is. <laughs> they're just going to randomly say that. Are they? Uh, I just want to know if they were using it in explosives. That's the... Well, it was oh, well, I'm not Googling that. <laughs> it was actually... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember the person who told me, and I remember when I was told that. So, but I, I never have double checked that. Yeah. Put on your private browser for that one. <laughs> I'm in it right now. It's like hemp root used World War II, and I'm seeing it, if there's anything there. I, I tried it's to be fair, Monkey can probably fucking Google it and have no problems, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a miracle. What are you doing with hemp explosives over here? You know? And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm um, not Googling it. <laughs> what about after the war? After In the 50s, I feel like they didn't really give too much of a fuck. Mm-hmm. It was like, mm-hmm. you know. You just rebuilding like, then. Yeah, you know, and they weren't too concerned with people smoking weed. Even like the psychedelic drugs, they didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, until, duh, 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 motherfucker Richard Nixon, right? That guy. That guy really turned shit up with the war. I am not a crook. Yeah. That guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Go after the hippies and stuff, and then yeah, he like they started firebombing shit, and like yeah, it was Nixon, and then Reagan, you know, really turned it up too. So, yeah, that sucked, and still does suck. And that's it. We've kind of been there for fucking fifty years now. It's only just I mean, started to change the last ten years. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The rest of the world followed America. Like I know, mm-hmm. I remember when I, I read a thing about Tibet. You know, Tibet's known for hash, and the king in order to do business or something with America way back in like the fifties or the sixties or something that it was, they had to like make weed illegal there, even though it was part of their culture for thousands of years or whatever. But that, that's yeah. essentially what's going on with the UN. Is it, is it the UN that's like uh, to be part of the UN, you have to follow this drug treaty where you can't have cannabis legalized for recreational use. And Canada's broken that rule. And yeah. uh, lots of states in the USA are breaking that rule. And it's one of the reasons why the UK hasn't legalized yet, because they don't yeah. want to be against the UN treaty. What has happened to Canada? Nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what are yeah. they going to do? Fuck you. Just do it. You know? yeah. And it's, it's like, like oh, I guess weed's legal now. And the USA is like the biggest investor, if you want to call it investor, in the, in the UN. You know, like giving them 500 million a year or some crazy amount of money. It's like, yeah. Who the fuck do they think they are to tell the USA what to do? <laughs> no, fuck yeah. you, cheek bastards. Well, they're just a bunch of people, too. Yeah, like, you know. People, make people can unmake these laws, so go ahead and unmake them. Like, why are you still hanging on to this bullshit now? Absolutely fucking crazy shit. Man. Look like assholes, that's why. You know. Yeah, we exactly. can't say that we were wrong after all this time. <laughs> yeah, that's what it'll boil down to. Mm. Don't want to admit to the masses that they've fucking been lied to for the last 50 odd years. That's some bullshit, man. Yeah. That was, you know, that's a pretty, very, well, I would say a very brief overview 
you know, we didn't get into like there's the details of the Canadian legalization since 1999 and Terrence Parker and all that shit, which is another kind of like offshoot, but Mm -hmm. interesting. And then there's other countries too, but you know, most of them followed suit with the states. But like, there's a few that have always kind of you know, like with the the scene in Holland and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you get into like the, the history of of where like you know Neville and the seed banks and all that kind of shit, and where strains started popping up and yeah, man. made what. Because that's all fucking that. interesting shit as well, you know, especially for us growers to know where that really started kicking off. When Dutch passion started back in the day. You know, these early seed banks, man. Those uh, original sensible. Remember original mm-hmm. sensible? Yep. I still like those guys. Yeah. The original too, man. The seed bank with Neville and um Super Sativa Sea Club with Corel and Co. Super Sativa Sea Club, yeah, you know, it's fucking it's old skunk, school man. shit, bro. Fucking skunk in the haze over to the to the Netherlands there and things are there's history, right? Mm. Everything it. there's so much to it. Yeah. Very cool. You can just keep going into more and more detail. I wonder if there's any good history books uh, like that. Talk about that. I'm sure there is, isn't it? Surely uh, The Emperor Wears No Clothes? No. Well, the only thing I can think of is Breeder Syndicate Podcast, because those guys were like around for a lot of that stuff in the 90s, and so they have first-hand experience and friends of the people who were there, as well as um, you know, have old I guess not first-hand experience, but they're talking to people like like Carell, for example, who started the Seed Bank or the Super Steve Seed Club back in 85 mm-hmm. and was there. Um, they talked to Greg, uh, Seattle Greg, and, and stuff like that from the Northern Lights crew in Pacific Northwest. And so those guys are, are pretty, if you're into weed nerdery and the strain history, I'd, I'd recommend that shit. But book-wise, it's not been written down. Most of the stuff, that aspect of things is all oral mm-hmm. and very convoluted, you know, because fuck everybody wants to be the breeder of of chocolate tie and stuff right so mm. <laughs> it's really tough to figure out what's what but it's fun nonetheless and yeah, uh if you try and get some of those guys on the show for an interview that would be cool mm, for sure well uh, we did a list of mail here yeah well you know we've um with the cannabis history and shit like that just like every other growth guides we have man we could always go into more detail, but we'll be here forever. But if you have any questions or suggestions or anything you want to add to this, then head over to percysgrowroom.com and you know start a thread and let us know more about cannabis history and things you find interesting about cannabis history as well. Or you know, drop it here in the comments, or you can go over to Discord and talk to us over there as well. So, you know, get involved in the conversation, everybody. That'd be very cool. Yeah, it's important because this stuff's you know the older people get and. Um, especially with the oral stuff it gets lost and people mm. forget and it's you know then it it's up to people who come around like in our legal industry slapping brand names on everything and just using the name recognition to to make money when the real people involved are you know what the fuck right so mm-hmm. yeah it's important i think to to know what actually went down and, and stuff and where we came from and how we got here so mm-hmm. yeah so with the quick list of mail here, we have a quick question from Noxidate, who's just dropped it in the chat. It says, how big do the squares on a scrog need to be? Uh, about three and a half centimeters, I like. Uh, I think that's about right. Yeah, and then just a, a grid of that, three and a half centimeters. Uh, sometimes you see these nets for like in a four by four, and it's broken up into nine sections. You know, it's like three by three. That's nowhere near enough. You need a fuckload of fucking squares, man. 
the more the better, but you want your, your stems to be able to comfortably fit through them at the same time. So your 3.5 centimeters is the one I have, and it's an epic scrug. But uh, you can, I don't know, maybe double that, like seven centimeters. But the more you have to each square, then, you know, the less you're going to have overall, which will make it more difficult to get a proper, nice, even canopy. So three and a half centimeters is good, in my opinion. What do you think, Bob? Well, you, you just were scrubbing, right? Mm, yeah, I I think, yeah, the, the smaller, the better without going too small. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um yeah, as long as yeah, about that, as you said, about that three and a half is not bad. That's a good size to be able to let um as you're bending it over, let the little nodes pop up and stuff. So yeah, I'd I'd say that's about right. But you you use a metal one, don't you? Yeah, my my scrog is badass, man. I fucking <laughs> love my scrog. And I haven't done a scrog grow for so fucking long, and I'm so desperate to do one, man. I would love to fire up the whole fucking scrog grow again. It just takes so long, man. One day we can dream. But if anybody wants to see a, a scrub grow that I did, just go to YouTube and search for Jack Hera Grow Diary from Percy's Grow Room, and you'll find that on the YouTube channel. It's a badass diary, man. You start start to finish. It's got that Basil Luhrmann. Everybody is free to wear sunscreen. That tune in the background, and it's all like goes to that. <laughs> really fucking good, man. There's a good video of that shoes. So go and check that out, and you'll see the scrug, one of the scrugs that I did. That was a grow. I was gonna say those bigger squared things like that you that usually come with your grow tent. I would say those are almost just for like supporting yeah, plants, support, not yeah. so much yeah weaving. Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. So, and I never use mine anyway. Fuck. Maybe if you're growing big ass baseball bats, you'd that would help. But yeah, Chuckland says uh, three and a half centimeters sounds small. No sun leaves operating with that. It, them them sun leaves they fold. You know, you just squeeze them a little bit. They'll go through that no problem. <laughs> You know what I mean, right? So you don't fold it too much so it, it cracks. You don't want that, but you can squish them up a little bit and they're flexible. So you'd be able to squeeze them through without damaging them. You'd be surprised what they can uh, be, be dragged through, man. Uh... Oh, no. Galandil. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to edit that out. Shit, goddamn. 3.5 is huge. At least I got all my girlfriends convinced on that. Yeah. Yeah, and then you've got mind mind tokers follow up down there. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, anyway. So I hope that answers your question there, Noxie. All right. But uh we, we have this one post which was from um Bet Smoke, wasn't it? Bet Smoke. Uh he you know, last week on on the cannabis news we covered how fucking shit things are with the cannabis uh market here in the UK. And uh, how you can't go to the NHS for psychological help if you're a cannabis user. They pretty much won't treat you. And even legal medical cannabis users in the UK have still been reported to social services and suffered consequences for using cannabis as medicine legally. Anyway, Vet Smoke here, he he heard that episode and he had a story which is related to that to some extent. So I'll read through this as quickly as I can. Uh, Hi, all. Hi, Vet Smoke. Uh, just caught up on episode 63 on the cannabis news gutted i was too busy to share my story before the podcast but wanted to share my experience with you hope this is okay and i've asked him as well i haven't just decided to read this out i've asked him if it was okay and he said it was cool for me to read this and you can obviously go over to persysgrowing.com and read the thread for yourself and even ask vet smoke some questions about what happened to him if you wanted to as well but anyway It'll be long and a bit ranty and maybe a few divisions of track, but here goes. That's how we roll here. This this story should fit in 
very nicely vet smoke. <laughs> a few weeks into the first COVID lockdown, oh, that's right, everybody. I said it. He put C word, oh, but I oh, decided geez. I will say COVID. So yes, smoke. Stop a few, saying it. <laughs> a few weeks into the first lockdown, me and the missus were getting some calls from an unknown number. Obviously, ignored it because that's what you do. But eventually, they left a voicemail for my missus. It was social services, and they needed to speak with us urgently. Just before lockdown, I had a couple of friends over one weekend, and we'd been having a private discussion in my back garden about alternative medicines to assist with mental health issues. Myself and my best friend from the military days discussing how psilocybin and cannabis had played a big part in helping us manage our issues and it turned out that they overheard and decided to report me backstabbing pricks. Uh, the social worker first asked my wife about my drug misuse, and she was honest with them, telling them how it was never around the kids, etc., etc., and how she had seen how much it had helped me. Uh, then they called me and asked me all the same questions. They informed me that they would have to carry out an investigation and contact our kids' school, etc. Also, that it would be automatically referred to the local drug rehabilitation organization and would have to complete a course with them. Now, remember, everybody, this is just uh, over a little bit of cannabis, right? Maybe some psilocybin, but he was talking with his friend and his social services are called because the conversation was overheard. It's some fucked up shit, right? Uh, so now my anxiety is through the fucking roof and I'm freaking out that my home is going to be invaded. My kids could be taken away and God knows what else. A few days later, I had a call from someone at the rehab place whilst at work. So I had to find somewhere to hide for the conversation. To be fair, she was very friendly and we had a good discussion. I explained the difficulties I had and that it helped me complete two rounds of cognitive behavioral therapy through the NHS funded organization. She then told me that whilst I was still using cannabis, I would no longer have access to any of those services, you know, because you can't use cannabis and ask for medicine. Are you crazy? She then explained what the rehab program was about and when it took place, how long, etc. She then asked how much cannabis I used, to which I replied, three to five joints. She asks at what time of day I had uh, them, like one in the morning, one at lunch, etc. To which I replied, no, I have three to five a week, as when, as and when I feel it would help me. At this point, she laughed and said, yeah, we don't need to see you, informed me she would be pulled back to the social services, and she had no concerns about drug abuse. Someone that applied common sense. Amazing. We huh. then had a couple of weeks waiting very anxiously as social services carried out the remainder of their investigation. It's awful. Even though we know we're good parents, our kids are healthy, happy, doing well at school, loved and supported. You still feel like shit and worry about what might happen. My wife suffers severe anxiety too. So all this during the pandemic was a recipe for us struggling to keep on top of our illness. It was a horrendous. It, and there's more here. We'll get into that in a bit, but fucking hell. Well, what's going on with this shit, man? Dude, I mean, it, it, the parents listening to this show, uh, you, you can understand what what position you, they're in here, man. Imagine the social services are investigating you because of your drug use. Well, finger right. quotation mark drug use, you know, because of your cannabis use. And even if you are, uh, you know, raising your kids properly and they're respectful and they're getting good school grades, uh, you know, you could still stand a chance of fucking losing them here because of this. It's ridiculous, man, to put somebody under that pressure just for using cannabis for medical purposes. Right? Everybody agrees, mm -hmm. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. 
Just wondering if you all have anything to add here so far. No, I mean, just being put in a shit situation like that from a neighbor who really had no business jumping the gun in it. I mean, mm -hmm. good Lord, talk to the man before you go call the police. Whatever happened? What happened to, to knowing your fucking neighbors? Exactly. Like, mm -hmm. like, like I say, this should... is why I wouldn't smoke outside. I wouldn't let my neighbors find out that I was a smoker. Was, you just can't trust people, man. They just want to stab you in the fucking back. That's just how it goes. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, he says, uh, thankfully, after a few weeks, social got in touch and the investigation was complete with no further action necessary. A huge relief, but we're on their records now for having a private conversation in my own garden about something that can be legally prescribed in the UK. It's utter horseshit. The denial of access to mental health services because of cannabis use is disgusting. The whole system is a joke, though. Uh, I've told you all this before, everybody. Just saying. The NHS is signed up to the armed forces covenant which obliges them to care for veterans and when possible prioritize treatment of veterans but it's just the symbol to put on buildings and email footers so it looks like they're supporting veterans when i did my cbt courses they identified i was suffering with low mood depression anxiety and almost certainly ptsd but i was told they didn't have to the expertise to help with my service-related PTSD, and I would have to go on someone uh, have to go to someone like Combat Stress. That must be uh, an, an organization that deals with PTSD and veterans specifically. Yeah, so I like that they're so, making it available for veterans, mm -hmm, unless they smoke cannabis. <clears throat> so we rely oh, on charities to care right. for veterans. Uh, that is the reality of it. If it wasn't for the charitable organizations, veterans would have been even more fucked than they are now. We don't have a VA or anything like that. Once you're out of it, that's it. They don't give a shit about you. Even the NHS don't know what to do with us and Palmasoft charities. Uh, we're nearly done here now. But, uh, I had optic neuritis after leaving the service. So I had MRIs, etc. The neurology department to check back to see if I had MS. Thanks, really. They all come back clear. When I began having episodes of racing, heart palpitations, chest tightness, cold, sweaty hands, and nothing showed up on the ECGs and the blood tests, so they sent me back to neurology. And the doctor there told me it was anxiety, prescribed me propronol, propronolololol, I don't know, <laughs> and told me to practice mindfulness. That's it. They had no follow-up <laughs> with my GP, and in three years since, absolutely nothing. Now, let's touch on the legal prescriptions. I'm too scared to register with a clinic in case I end up with social services on my case again. Plus, they say you need to have tried two prescription medications that haven't worked. I have always reviewed SSRIs because I know what they do to people. Awful drugs. Yes, they do benefit some people, but uh, most of them are just stuck on them for life with all the side effects if it does, if a dose is missed, etc. But I know cannabis works for me and I don't have to use it daily. But I, if I want a prescription, I'll have to take several courses and these other drugs, poisons first. Ridiculous. Anyway, if you managed to read all of that, well done. I hope it made some sense. So, yes, thank you for sharing that story with us there, Vet Smoke, man. It's a fucking, it's a load of shit. And we can understand your frustration and the pain that you have to go through for just wanting to use cannabis, man. So is that so that's that's in the UK, obviously. Yeah, yeah. With the NHS mm -hmm. and that. Because that's where i got a little confused and again i'm i'm in smoking weed all morning and it's only eight o'clock so bear with me but over in the states is it 
Uh, uh, don't they help veterans? Uh, it, do, do veterans not have access to medicinal cannabis? Not by the VA because the, the Veterans Administration is a federal agency and a federal government. It's not legal. Now, there are some wow. state groups of veterans that that try to help make it make it accessible. Because um, only some, uh, that which beggars belief to me because I'm pretty certain that they actually prioritize veterans' access to it at the moment here. It should be, in my opinion, prioritized. Uh, I'll go on record saying if a veteran needs cannabis, it should be provided by the government as much as they need. It's not that expensive to do. Yeah. yeah. It's just if shocking it helps how... Get through the day, it, it, damn it, give it to them. This seems to go across uh, all of our countries, man, how veterans are just not cared for. And that, that yeah. is an absolute fucking joke, man. And the government needs to be ashamed of themselves for allowing the veterans. Like, There's so many homeless veterans. Man. And mm. it's just... Why? Well, when these people have gone and put their fucking life on the lines for, for the country, you know, for the country these motherfuckers are stealing from, you know what I mean? But let the veterans go out on the fucking streets. It's disgusting, man. It's disgusting how our MPs here in the UK can go and have breakfast for two grand and put it on their fucking expenses, but they can't yeah. afford to put a fucking veteran in a house. Yeah. It's fast, yeah. man. Or give them proper medical care. Mm-hmm. It's just disgusting disgusting and it frustrates me a lot man it's it's an even bigger injustice than the whole illegal cannabis thing man the, the way they treat the veterans after they've went and put their life you know and seen their mates dying shit it's just there's so much trauma in that shit man yeah also that you can go down the shops and get yourself a fucking mocha frappe and mm-hmm. you know not have to worry because they've gone and done that for you and then what they come back and get treated like shit yeah it's shameful. Just, yeah shameful and, you know, it's not it's not us people down here that want it to be that way. It's the governments, man. And they try and say, oh, sorry, we, we don't have the money. We can't afford it. But, you know, let's send a couple of billion over here to this country in the north of Europe. We won't mention mm. any names. And, you know, give themselves they need help. Fucking pay rise. You know, yeah, give oh. themselves multiple pay rise, the expenses that you know, Boris Johnson paying for a high end solicitor so he doesn't have to. Uh, pay for it himself for all the lying he did when he was in power it's just all so fucked up man Mm. it's like this must be a simulation it must be because real world wouldn't operate like this surely surely is that how is that how your your government works if they're an mp and they get sued they can use government funds but this is how the tory government works yeah (laughs) right no i was just because it's the same here man it's exactly the same it's like how is that allowed you know yeah, one of them, um, one MP recently decided to take out a massive court case against the Australian government because they um, they stopped one of his excav- excavation jobs or something that was worth like billions. So he's like suing the the government for billions, and he and all of these lawyers and everything are funded by the government because he's an MP. Well, funded so by taxpayers. the taxpayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's no such thing as government money. It's all taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. Crockett motherfuckers, man. <laughs> there we go. A shared rant. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's a it's a very shitty thing when veterans have to feel like this, man. Vet smoke should be going out there and smoking as much weed as he fucking needs to get over mm-hmm. his PTSD that he suffered for fighting for this fucking country and other countries. You know, this is it should be a privilege. It, it must piss him off so much, man. God damn. When I was younger, I considered joining the army, and I'm like glad I didn't. 
because you can't smoke weed for one. That was my big thing. I discovered cannabis before I was old enough to go and sign up for the army. And I was like, if I join the army, I can't smoke weed. It's like, yeah, you're not allowed to do this. Okay, I'm not joining. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you mean I can't smoke weed? Fuck that. You know, fuck that. Yeah, I'm staying. (laughs) I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here. I can smoke weed here. It just came, you know, when when that was the realization, it also caused the realization of, oh, hold on, I'll be a part of a gear in the, in the well-oiled machine that is the British Army. So it's like, you know, I don't know, man. I just don't think I could ever do that. Uh, I, I like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an individual. I like to do my thing, you know. I couldn't do that, man. So a big shout-out to all those people out there who can and have done that because you all deserve a lot of respect, man. And it can't be an easy fucking job, to say the least. No. So they should come back and smoke weed if they want. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And you do whatever fucking drug you want, man. You know, <laughs> fuck them. The cheeky right. bastards. Shit. And, you know, and, and the neighbor could have been sitting over there and these guys could have been sitting there I and talking know. about pounding beer after beer after beer and the neighbor would have just said a damn thing, but they smoked damn. a couple of joints and this yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. What an arsehole neighbor as well. Do that to a veteran. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Society, man. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got one more here from Phil Meeples. He said, uh, almost being a caveman, I found myself grunting happily at a beautiful, healthy hanna- uh, cannabis plant. <laughs> uh, do you think my long lost brothers felt the same as I do about the cannabis plant and sat together and painted cave drawings, grunted about them? I, I would say so, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably why they started doing cave paintings in the first place. Exactly. Man. <laughs> no, fucking out, yeah. Right uh-huh. Man, they ought to try painting now. I'm saying. Uh, sitting there high as fuck, twiddling their thumbs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> start making some marks on the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like when they come back from a hunt and they've got a big boar or something, they're all happy and shit. But when they come back, it's like autumn time and they find a shitload of ganja plants. Like, uh, 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 <laughs> Get out the paints now. We're going to paint today. I mean, shit. Come on, Chris. Can you get one of them plants on the fire, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Just hot box in the cave. Exactly, <laughs> man. <laughs> Roll the rock in front of the door. We're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm saying, shit. Uh, prehistoric fucking smokehouse got, got a fucking a skin curtain over the hole of the cave <laughs> get the mammoth touch long we're gonna have it tonight man yeah man I, w- I would it's think they did I-, I think that's uh that's fair to say don't you think you know i think yeah, all the cavemen were probably bonding something there, there was a lot of cavemen right yeah they, well i'm assuming so you gotta assume some of them are, uh, be smoking about weed, surely somebody would have to, yeah. No, I would have if I was a caveman, <laughs> <laughs> the shit out of it. <laughs> I feel like caveman is a bit of a fucking generalization of just people who right. lived in, you know, yeah, but it's yeah, just hunter gatherers, yeah, it's yeah. fucking hilarious, but you know. Bubble man, bubble hot cave man's got his uh stone age press, he's squishing rosin out, <laughs> piling rocks on top of hot rocks on top of buds. Yeah, yeah, mean, that's it. Just smashing rosin out of it. <laughs> yeah, what would you call? Yeah, what would you what would you call them now besides humans? I just I've never really thought about you know the people 
do people actually think everyone at a certain point in history lived in caves? Of course. It's impossible. Yeah. I saw it on cartoons back in the day. Yeah, Flintstones, no, yeah. Just dinosaurs. It's funny. It's funny as fuck to me, actually thinking about it. <laughs> but maybe it's the weed. Probably. Yeah, what about people living in huts? You call them hut mans? Like... Oh, yeah, or the planes, when, you didn't, when you didn't have caves, what do you have there? Just men? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking, there you go. Cavemen. That's fucked. <laughs> so that's about all the questions we have there. I mean, we have one from Billy. And then uh, Sir Groselot said, Lost my kids when I was when I only had two to CPS. That's a what's that? I think that's in the states. He says there, monkey CPS, child protection services, probably. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And had to fight two years all the way to the Supreme Court, where he won unanimous, where we won unanimously, and twenty five thousand dollars later. Wow, nuts. Yeah, it's fucking crazy out there, man. This is it. And this is why, especially when you have kids, you have to be careful with what you do, you know, how far you get involved with activism and things like that. Because it's not just you who's at risk, it's your kids as well, man. It's fucking shit. You know, and it's like you, you'd be willing to do prison time if you had to and stuff. But it's when your kids are going to suffer because of your actions, it's something that you never want to see take place. Yeah. Um, the whole other kettle of fish, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's some bullshit, man. Uh, I mean, I I just feel bad for me dogs because I don't have kids. I'd be yeah. like, you know, that poor bastard's <laughs> never going to see me again. <laughs> yeah, uh, dogs don't know. You know, they're thinking, "Oh shit, did yeah. I do something wrong?" Yeah, yeah, that's no. it. But anyway, is that everything? We got all the questions out of the way, and we discovered we covered the brief history of cannabis. Is there anything else here? TG, uh, anything to add? We good? Well, good. Just roll on some J's, some one, two ounce J's or whatever. <laughs> the monster J's. Yeah. No, I got. I'm pretty good. You know. Sweet. The eighteen gram J's. So there we go, everybody. That was this week's Grow Guides. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any suggestions for topics which we should cover in future episodes of Grow Guides, then please do let us know because we've covered, I think this is episode 64, 65 of Grow Guides, and we're kind of running out of things that we like to cover in depth. So we need some ideas from you guys on things that we haven't covered yet that you would like us to cover. So please get in touch. You can email me at mackie at highandhomegrown.com. You can contact us over at versusgrowroom.com or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and just drop us a message there with any suggestions or feedback for any grow guides that you think we should be covering in the future. It'll be good to hear from you. So, you know, don't be shy. Make sure you get in touch. But as usual, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for downloading and listening to the episodes. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Grow Guys. And I hope to hear from you over at postiesgrowroom.com. Make sure you come and sign up and become a member if you haven't already. It'll be good to hear from you over there. And there's lots of competitions where you can win seeds for free. But anyway, that's it for this week. We'll catch you on Sunday's show uh, at the same time, 9 o'clock UK time. That's 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you then on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday or Monday for the Cannabis News and Events. Have a good weekend, everybody. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you then. Goodbye.